Hey there, I'm Kelly Lyons, and I spent 12 years binge eating, yo-yo dieting, and being food obsessed to finally listening to my body and being in control around food. And I've helped thousands of women all over the world do the same. And if you've ever thought, I just want to eat like a normal person, then you are in the right place and you most definitely are not alone. I'm dropping the tried and true secrets that go way beyond the food, the real talk stuff that the diet industry doesn't want you to know. So if you are done with starting your diet over every Monday, cozy on up and let's get started because I am here to show you how to stop letting food control your life so you can finally live it. This is the Food Freedom Society podcast. Hello, friend. Welcome to this episode of the Food Freedom Society podcast. This is a really good episode because we're not talking about food. We're not. This is dropping after Thanksgiving, so we're kind of in that middle like, oh, end of the year, in between the holidays, towards the end of the new year, the 2024 is on our sites. Maybe we're starting to think about our New Year's resolutions or what we can eat for the next couple of weeks before we have to start over. And I'm here to snap you out of it. But today's episode is really all about the term getting back on track. We say this a lot. And not even on Mondays, but it's like a double whammy post Thanksgiving on a Monday and the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. And then the weekend, it's usually just leftovers, sitting on the couch, relaxing. And we know in our mind that Monday's coming around and we're going to be good again. So here's what we're going to talk about. This is a not food episode. And we are talking about what to do instead of getting back on track. Because when we say that in our, in our minds, we think following more food rules eating perfectly, avoiding the carbs, not eating past seven. And I feel like when I talk, when I like spit out those rules, it's so easy for me to say those three, four, five ones, because those are the ones I did the most. I feel like it's like permanently ingrained in my brain. So again, this is not food episode. And the reason why we're not talking about that is there's so many other things that are more important or just as important as what you are eating. And we are going to talk about them. There are four big ones, and I'm really excited to dive in with you. So the first one, and this is the most important, the most important in any situation, the amount of Zs you catch at night, your sleep. Me personally, who baby, I am someone who used to go to bed between 8.30 and 9 o'clock. Now that I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and sometimes they drive me absolutely nuts, I find myself staying up a lot later because I want the silence. I want that time to myself. But I know next day it's affecting me. I'm not sleeping that great. And I know, and I'm going to explain why in a second, when I don't get that great of a night's sleep, my cravings are a little higher. I cannot stress this enough how important our sleep is. And I feel like I've talked about it in a couple episodes. This will not be the last time you hear this, but sleep is probably the most important thing. And I'm going to explain why. When you don't get a good night quality of sleep, your hormones are all out of whack. So your hunger hormone actually increases, meaning you feel hungrier more. And then it's like kind of adding insult to injury here. Your fullness hormone decreases. So Talk about like a recipe for disaster. You feel hungrier and then you can't tell when you're full. So you keep eating more. Now you may say that is ridiculous, but I want you to notice if you don't get a good night's sleep, I want you to notice, are you grazing more? Are you eating more? Are your meals bigger? Do you find yourself just 
snacking all day. That is not you. It has nothing to do with your willpower. It is a biological response to the lack of sleep. And then also we can easily talk about how our body just wants that quick energy. And usually that's in the form of carbs and sugar. And what happens is our blood sugar rises and then it drops. And then we get moody and even more tired and groggy. And then we want more of that food to raise our blood sugar levels again. So a night without sleep is pretty much a tornado. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, Kel, I totally resonate with that, but I have young kids, so my sleep sucks, please know I am right there with you, girlfriend. When the kids go to sleep, I am like, nobody talk to me, and I want to stay up late lately just because the days have been tough, my friend, but it's like when you have this situation We have to figure it out in pockets of time where we can rest. And I'm not talking about like at your office, putting your head down and sleeping for 45 minutes, but how can we find pockets of time for ourselves during the day so we don't have that pull to stay up till like 1.30 or 2 in the morning, right? Or even like 11 or 11.30, 11 may as well be 5 a.m. for me. That is so insanely late. So that's what I mean when I say that. So if you're like, okay, I have young kids or work is crazy or blah, 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 and you you aren't able to get the quality sleep, that's fine. But then we have to uh, create or improve our sleep habits in other ways. So a great way to do that is getting to bed earlier or trying to. And then it's like, okay, Kel, well, I want time for me. And I'm talking to myself right now because that's what I do all the time lately. So it's, okay, well, then how can you find me time in other ways during the day so that you don't have that pull, right? And I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but we use certain reasons and excuses for why we can't do something, but we have to learn how to navigate around that. So again, I totally empathize. If you are in a season of life where you are not getting good sleep, that is totally fine. Then what you can do is recognize, all right, well, this is the situation. I have to understand what's going to happen with my body and my cravings and manage them and give myself grace and understand, hey, this isn't me. This isn't my willpower. There's nothing wrong with me. So sleep, 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 sleep. I cannot stress it enough. Okay. So that's one. The second one is to move your body, to walk to do some sort of exercise. And the the biggest thing that people struggle with exercise is people say like, I don't like it. I don't have time. I don't enjoy it. Well, yeah, of course you don't because all you're doing is focusing on weight loss for exercise. All you're doing is changing your body, right? All you want to do is change your body, fit in a smaller jean size, things like that. The way to enjoy exercise is to reframe what it does for you. And if you don't know what it does for you, if you're like, oh, well, it just helps me lose weight. Nope, 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 nope. I want you to do a little bit of exercise, whatever that may look like for you, something you enjoy. And then I want you to notice how you feel after. I want you to notice what your day is like. And I'm going to do an entire episode on this, but just to give you a little bit of, you know, background information for me. I notice when I exercise, I'm more present with my kids. I am a lot nicer. I sleep better. I feel better. I'm kinder, which I think I already said, but it bears repeating, right? I 
am just, I feel like such a better person. And it gives me the excuse or the reasoning to rest during the day. So for example, if I want to just relax and read a book or watch some Bravo when the kids are asleep, I don't have this guilt right? This, oh my gosh, you have to be productive. You have to work on the business. You have to record podcast episodes. You have to do this, 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 and this. Because, hey, I did something for myself already. I was productive. I exercised. I moved my body. I got stronger. And now I get to relax and not play the role of thinking about all the things I should be doing while I'm relaxing. So um, when it comes to exercise, I want you to think about what it does for you in the sense of how it makes you feel and do that. Again, it has nothing to do with food. And another episode is coming up in the future, but figure out what you like, make it short, get outside and move your body. So this next one is a little bit of a buzzword. So I don't even know how much I even like talking about this, but it is very, very important. Again, I'll do a whole nother episode on this, but I feel like I've been seeing this all over TikTok and it's true. TikTok's annoying, but this statement is also very true. We have to regulate our nervous system. The reason being is because when we are in a chronic state of fight or flight, our body wants to eat. And what happens is, especially if you struggle with this, you're in fight or flight and the only way to calm yourself down is to shove the feeling down or quiet it down. And a lot of times we do that with food. So what happens when your nervous system is dysregulated is you have the cortisol spike, you essentially have physical feelings of your heart may race. You feel like someone's, you know, sitting on your chest, your palms may get sweaty. You feel like you may have trouble breathing, right? And you get this go, 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 I must eat now mentality because I don't feel good. So being in fight or flight does have its positives. It is there to help us survive in a life-threatening situation where we need to move fast. So for example, there's a murderer chasing us or we're in a dangerous situation or whatever it may be. That is when we need it. We do not need to be in fight or flight when we're in traffic or when someone cuts us off or when we get a passive aggressive text with the letter K. And immediately it's like we go into that. The problem is we are there chronically and we do not know how to get out of it. And that is when we want to eat. So when it comes to that, A lot of us need to really practice staying calm, getting out of stress. And there's tons of ways you can regulate your nervous system. I am not the expert inside Food Freedom Society. I do have experts come in all the time and speak with my members on practices on how to do this. But just to kind of go over some quick ones, deep breathing, meditating. I love the 444. Inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four. We need to calm ourselves down so we don't get the go, 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 must eat now mentality and do anything we can to push down these uncomfortable feelings. And if you're here, most likely the way you push it down is with McDonald's or whatever it may be, right? So that's the third one. We really want to focus on regulating our nervous system in different capacities. And then the last one, oh, I absolutely love this because it is so overlooked, staying in the moment and staying present. And here's why it's so important. A very overlooked reason that we eat when we are not hungry is because we are worried about the future or we're dwelling on the past. So a perfect example of that would be, okay, so let's say it's Monday or Tuesday and we're going out to dinner with a bunch of friends on Friday night and we're immediately worried because these people haven't seen us in a while 
or, you know, we don't know what to wear because maybe we're not feeling our best right now. Or we're worried because we're going to a homemade Italian restaurant and you don't want to be having carbs. Or you're worried because every single time you have a glass of wine, you end up binging when you get home. And that fear and that worry and that, oh my gosh, what am I going to do will cause you to eat now. Because being anxious is a very uncomfortable feeling. And again, a lot of us, we push down uncomfortable feelings and we try to quiet them by eating. And the next way is when it comes to staying in the moment, we tend to dwell on the past. So a lot of times we may, you know, uh, re rehash different things that came up. We may think about what we said or what someone said to us or we play out different situations. And a lot of times we do this so much to the point we make up scenarios in our head with things that even haven't happened yet. And it's like what we're imagining and what we're thinking about and what we're responding to is so far off from what actually happened, but it's because we are dwelling on the past. And when we cannot let go of the past, we are usually in a guilt and shame cycle and shocker. The biggest emotions behind binging are guilt, shame, and judgment. And that is usually where we are stuck in when we are dwelling on the past. So what I want you to practice is just staying in the moment, staying present. Where can I focus and what can I focus on today? So I really hope that's helpful. Again, this is the what to do instead of getting back on track. A lot of times feeling good is has nothing to do with food. And the way we eat and the food choices we make are a direct result of everything else we're doing. So here are four really, really great tips to start. I am so happy you're here. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and I will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with me and listening to the Food Freedom Society podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review or share on your Instagram stories. And if you're on Instagram, be sure to follow me at Kelly L Wellness. Send me a DM to say hi and tell me your thoughts on the episode. See you next time.